Hola, my friends. You're listening to The Public Record. This is Joe Public. <sighs> I, I, maybe I need a new shtick, you know, one that isn't uh, that doesn't involve me sighing loudly every time I go on mic. But, you know, maybe in order for that to happen, people need to behave themselves. And they clearly are not. Um, there is just so much dumb fuckery about it is unbelievable i just found out honestly just found this out friend of mine from high school is a is a nurse county hospital in uh alameda county and at her hospital they have one bed left in the icu one one fucking bed this is stupid people stay home if you don't need to leave your house don't um, you know, I was, uh, I was chatting with somebody from New Zealand the other day and, um, online chatting and I had asked, I said, well, what was, you know, what, what did you guys do different? And she said, we stayed the fuck home. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, so for 30 days, when they first shut down for 30 days, nobody could leave their house unless they were going to the grocery store they're going to see a doctor or they're going to the pharmacy. That was it. Everything else was closed for 30 days. Oh, and by the way, one individual in the household had to be designated as the person to go out and like go to the grocery store. So, you know, no families going shopping together. Yeah, and it was pro- and she said it was boring. It was boring and it was frustrating and and irritating. And she said she, you know, like she got tired of it. But, you know, guess what happened at the end of 30 days? Zero fucking cases of this goddamn virus. Zero. None. None. You know what they did? They didn't gradually reopen stuff and then slam it back shut. They opened everything back up. And yeah, they did have another surge. They had another surge. But you know what that was caused by? Because they opened their borders and people probably from the United States came in and infected them. No, not the United States. I don't think they were allowed to. But like people from another country brought the virus with them. So they shut down for another 30 days. And what had happened at the end of 30 days? Zero cases. Open everything back up. (sighs) The dumb fuckery needs to stop. So, and dumb fuckery is why I was not amongst you last week. Why it was on a rerun. Um... And, and I, maybe I'll elaborate on that later, but yeah, I couldn't be here. I, I, I had to work because of dumb fuckery. That's it. And when I'm in that sort of a mood, this is the sort of the music that I play. You know, the kind of thing that will melt the speakers on your stereo. But they really aren't. Thank you very much, Mr.
Okay, self-serving moment out of the way. I feel better for having done it. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to play your own music on your radio show, but damn it, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play somebody else, another um, Radio Nope person's music later on on the show. Because damn it, we make good records. So there you go. That was Josephus, also known as me, uh, with the world's on fire. I thought it fit in. Like, it kind of fit in with what I with that set there. Because um, before that was Black Sabbath, and that was clearly, like, if, if you're paying attention, that was clearly, like, a Black Sabbath. Like, a later-era Black Sabbath tribute. Black Sabbath with The Wizard. Um, Queens of the Stone Age with Regular John. Oh, my God, that song. I remember, I actually can remember, that's one of those songs where every time I hear it, I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard it. I was sitting in the passenger seat in a Ford Econoline 250 driving to uh, El Paso on our way to Austin, Texas with a band I was playing in at the time. And the lead guitar player put that tape in the tape deck in the dash. And I made him play that tape until um, the singer and the drummer in the band made us promise not to play it anymore on that trip. I thought it was, a, it blew my mind. It was one of those moments of like, I really dug the music that we were playing and I heard it and immediately wanted to play completely different music and just get on board whatever train they were laying track for. Cause it just, it was amazing. And also the other thing about that Queens of the Stone Age song Bad song for me to drive on the highway to. I guarantee you that I will max out the speed capacity of my car without even thinking about it. Or in these days, these days my truck, which goes way faster than my little Prius used to go. So that's uh, doubly dangerous. Before that, uh, started us off with Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats with I'll Cut You Down. Kind of got a stoner rock thing going on here. Stoner rock, heavy, heavy music. I'm playing heavy music. I should just talk like that for the rest of the show. Like, as if I've been gargling glass and am vaguely British. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Although that was fun. <laughs> ah, salute to you, my friends. Ah... I wasn't here last week because, because, because I uh, was in the midst of doing like panicky, like super hyper reactive BS hygiene theater in order to calm people down because somebody in their building who shouldn't have been there uh, came in and was feeling not well and then got tested and found out he was positive, right? So, yeah. And I, I swore, like, ages... I've sworn multiple times I'm not going to talk about what I do for a living. I just did. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. So that's why I wasn't here last week. That's why it was a rerun. I actually don't know which episode they picked. I gave a suggestion. I don't know if they went with it. They didn't tell me. They don't tell me these things. I hope it was a good one. Yeah. I hope it wasn't, like, a lesser one or something. Or something... Right. Uh, more music. This is a band from San Francisco who I, I got to see live in like a pretty small venue where they freaking blew my mind. Um, yeah. And this is a cover, but it's a great cover. Maybe 
on my list of maybe like 20 best cover versions ever. Here you go. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama baba calling for you.
That's Fu Manchu, Eaten Dust. Oh, Brant Bjork, one of the best drummers in the world. Like, and a guy who's a great drummer that people who don't know him don't know about. They don't know. They have no idea. And he is unbelievable. Um, put it this way. So he was playing in Queens of the Stone Age um, for a little while and, and then decided, nah, I don't want to do that probably because Joss Holm is kind of a dick. But anyway, so he leaves and and they're making a record and they need a drummer. So who do they get? They get Dave Grohl. Okay. <laughs> when you, to replace your shit, you need Dave Grohl. You're badass, man. You're just badass. And and that is truly the way it is with Mr. Brant Bjork. Fu Manchu. Also, Fu Manchu is proof that you don't need to be able to sing to make a record. <laughs> ah, bad. Don't, that's mean. Don't say that. Uh, Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends with Quid Pro Quo. Before that, I told you I was going to do like self-serving Radio Nope stuff. Conan is our is our imperious leader here at the Radio Nope uh, uh, empire. And, um, and his band makes great records, and I love that one. Um, that's from an album. Oh, my goodness. I feel so dumb. Uh, the name of the record has totally slipped my mind. Anyway, the whole album is like a concept album that's all drawn from, uh, Thomas Harris novels. So like Hannibal, um, and, uh, Red Dragon and, and, um, Silence of the Lambs, that whole deal. And it's a whole cycle. It's a whole song cycle and it's phenomenal and amazing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've talked it up a ton to people um and conan if he listens to this is gonna be super embarrassed because that's the way he rolls because he's a humble dude and he makes great records before that caius with green machine caius is a forerunner to queens of the stone age and desert sessions and eagles of death metal and all that crap
crap. And yeah, and they made records that nobody cared about until after the guys that were in the band went on and did other bands. You know, it's a song as old as time itself. Um, but that song, Green Machine, it's fan freaking tastic. And Zen Gorilla started us off with a cover of Moon Age Daydream. Obviously, David Bowie originally did that song. Um, and no, it was not written for the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy. If you're a youngin' and you think that, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I have to I don't know why I have to be shitty. I just have to be shitty. It's just my nature. I think I have to be shitty. I don't know. I'm playing with Velcro right now. Hey, ASMR time. <laughs> All right. So one of the things about playing like stoner rock songs and playing this stuff is the songs are longer and so there's less time. I don't have to scramble between songs. It's kind of chill. I might want to do this more. Like more long songs. Fewer two minute, ten second songs. That that might be might be a good freaking freaking thing for me to freaking 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 back and freaking do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. It sounded weird. My brain is broken. More AS- more ASMR. I'm still playing with Velcro. All right. Just realized you probably can hear my chair squeaking. I probably need to oil that thing up. Anyway, um, maybe we're gonna. So this is like proto stoner rock. How's that? There we go. Felt like playing some cheap tricks, so I'm gonna.
That's New Order with Perfect Kiss. Ah, that's okay. The the thing about New Order that I loved was the incongruity. Like, um, you had like these total Euro disco rhythms with a guy who could barely sing two notes and then the bass player who's convinced above and beyond all evidence to the contrary all around him that he's still playing in a punk band who's just wailing away on the high notes on the bass. Yeah, that's kind of what I dug about New Order. Um, That and then I finally, I saw them, I actually, when I was living in England, I went with some friends to see them at an arena, a sports arena, uh, indoor sports arena in Manchester. Like we took the train from where we were um, up to Manchester and um, went to this show and... I'd seen them a couple times in the in in the states and didn't get it. Like, okay, they play fine, but I I don't get it. I'm bored. There's nothing for me to look at. And then I saw them in Manchester and I got it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's dumb Americans. I'm not supposed to be looking at the band. This is a band that plays dance music. And so in this giant um, arena uh, where there was probably like twenty twenty five thousand people, everyone was dancing nobody's looking at the band there's there's just literally nobody paying any attention to what's going on on stage everybody is just dancing and i finally got it i was like oh right dance music you're supposed to be dancing from that point on i i like was less of a dipshit about new order before that tones on tail with go uh by request good choice Thank you for that one. Um, and I started the set off with Cheap Tricks, Need Your Love. Um, Need Your Love's on the Dream Police record. Um, there's two songs on that record that were like a return to form from the early days of Cheap Trick. Uh, that song and Gonna Raise Hell are really, really classic Cheap Trick songs that they muscled in with the producer tom werman who's a total like you know is it just was all about got to make you sound shiny and poppy um but they muscled them in and and they're great those are the two best songs on that record as far as i'm concerned fight me um yeah i'm joe public you're listening to the public record and um somebody you know what happens is like i'm on the chat here i'm queuing up music but I'm also on my phone. I'm looking at my socials media and, uh, my friend Lee posted this image says replacing the words, the economy with rich people's yacht money. For instance, how can we respond to COVID without sacrificing rich people's yacht money? Saving the environment sounds nice, but what about rich people's yacht money? Medicare for all would destroy rich people's yacht money. Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. That that was classic. Thanks, Lee. That was cool. <laughs> cool. So I do these things like where I'm I'm listening to stuff um 
on one of various streaming services. I probably need to pick one at some point, just like commit. <laughs> uh, I have no, like nothing else to spend money on right now, right? You like I can't go anywhere. Like I can't take a vacation. I can't I can't do anything. Um so it's all like focused every every dime I spend is focused on shit I can do in my house, right? So like I subscribe to all the streaming services. If you want an evaluation of all of the popular video and audio streaming services, I'm your guy. Come to me. You want to know which one you should subscribe to, which ones you should avoid? Let me know because I'm using all of them or not using them and still paying for them because I'm an idiot. Anyway, I like listening on streaming services and every once in a while, the algorithms like trip me out because I will be, I will stumble into a corner of the music world that I totally like, I, I know is there and that I sort of have kind of had a pinky toe in, um, and then I go, why don't I spend more time here? And so that happened this week. And uh, you're the beneficiaries of that. Here's some killer freaking music, folks.
That's the Talking Heads with Girlfriend is Better on the public record. I'm Joe Public. Um, I played that at the end there because um, the Afro pop, Afro psychedelic pop stuff I was playing before that, um, I like stumbled into that stuff because I'm one of those guys that like, if I like something, I want to know all about it. And so I read about it. And David Byrne has been very, very, very open over the years about how much influence Afropop had on him. And so I went, huh, okay. And so I started looking into it back in the 80s when I was in college and, you know, prone to that kind of thing. And dang, if he wasn't right on the money. So I played before that Matata with Want to Do My Thing. Uh, Johnny Hustrup, 
um, with Free My People. And Jody Hostrup, that's a, that's a South African recording artist. So that's not, so that's a artist who recorded that song in exile from South Africa because it was illegal for a black South African to um, publish or produce any kind of media that was challenging to the apartheid state. Um, so they, they, you know, people like fled, they fled to other countries and, and they made records and those records, you know, that's, that's where that record came from. Um, another political song, African political song, political pop song, Tony Allen, Hugh Muskella with never. And that's a song about Lagos. Um, all this stuff is incredibly intense and cool and real. And I admonish you to go, you know, like, I'm not going to bombard you with it right now. Like, I don't see it as my job to like drag you through it. It's great music. Um, but I understand like people need like they need tastes of stuff. And I, I would admonish you if you have the time, the inclination to go and, and look that stuff up and listen to it. And you're going to be amazed if you were a talking heads fan, you're going to go, Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I hear, I hear where my, my, my favorite band came from. If you were a Smith's fan, you're going to hear it all over, uh, the guitar playing. Um, because, uh, Johnny Marr from the Smiths, like, he his entire style when he was playing the Smiths was basically something that he learned from aping Afropop records that he bought. I mean, the equivalent would be to like the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or the Yardbirds or, you know, any number of those uh, British uh, British blues guys who were listening to American blues records. Um that inspired them to make the music they made. There was a whole wave of that that happened in, uh, in England again in, in the late eighties and the early nineties with Afropop stuff, actually early eighties even, um, with Afropop stuff. And like Dave Byrne talking heads was totally clued in Brian Eno who produced talking heads and collaborated with David Byrne, totally clued into it. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Absolutely cool stuff. Um, again, I'm Joe public and I, um, I had promised, uh, so like I started off, I was playing all this stoner rock stuff and I had promised, um, somebody online that I would play that I, that I had queued up for tonight, this song he had mentioned on, on his Facebook feed that he discovered a record by this band. Like he was a fan of the band, but he'd never listened to this record. And it cracked me up because I put into my queue a song from that record. And I said, Hey, I'm playing that on my show. And I realized, Oh my God, like I drifted away from that. So I'm not, I'm actually going to play this. This is in fact sleep. There you go. Dan, if you're listening, here's your song.
Hey, and that's Greenleaf, our mother ash. On the public record, I'm Joe Public. Before that, Spiritual Beggars with Wise as a Serpent, Mondo Generator did so high, so low. And Sleep started us off with Marijuana Knot's theme. Gee, I wonder what those songs are about or what those bands are trying to target themselves to. I have no idea. It makes no sense to me. It's so random. It's so strange. It's actually not at all. And it's cool. I I dig it. It's fun. Okay, this was like the stoner rock deal for me. A lot of tonight. And uh, half for pop. Yeah, I did that. I did I did some of that too. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I hope you're staying in your goddamn house. Honestly. <laughs> Um, another thing that somebody shared with me on social media, on my socials media today, was a graphic that showed uh, the 10 most, uh, deadly days in American history. Among those 10 most deadly days are the Battle of Antietam, the Civil War, just a bloodbath, uh, 9-11, obviously, and, um... Oh, last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, you getting the point yet? I mean, honestly, I think anybody who's tuning in to me probably gets the point. But just on the odd chance that somebody's listening here who isn't a member of the um, non-ridiculous world crowd, um, who lives in a fact-based reality... um, Stay in your damn house as much as you can. I, I mean, I get it if you have to go out, but if, if you don't have to go out, don't. <laughs> don't. Um, I mean, literally, just don't. Stop it. All right. Uh, I'm not going to come back on mic. I'm going to play out music. Um, I, I, I wanted to play this last week. Um because Sean Connery died. So the original James Bond, movie James Bond, Sean Connery passed away. Um, he was like a gazillion years old. So it's not a tragedy. I mean, it's it's sad for the people who loved him and were close to him, but he was old. Um, so not tragic or unexpected. Um, and there were no weird circumstances. He was just an, an old man. Um, but, and however an absolute cultural icon and for whatever you for whatever you believe about him or think about him or know about him in terms of how he conducted himself in his personal life mostly horribly um he was a cultural icon playing James Bond and um somebody that had a big impact on me as a kid growing up and i remember i was standing in a record shop in Amsterdam, I'm uh, like flipping through the record stacks, and there's music playing. Like it's a record store; they're playing music, and this record was playing. And I wasn't really paying attention to it until this track came on. So this is this is for you, Mr. Connery, and actually for everybody who ever stepped up and played that character. Um, not an easy gig, but a cool one. And uh, I'm not coming, like I said, I'm not coming back on mic. I'm just going to play out music 
So see you next week, hopefully. And um, stay safe, stay home, be well. And uh, I will see you then.
Strikes like thunder. 